Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Brittany Renee Experience. I am super excited for our guest today. We have an amazing, incredible masculine joining us, Gentle Bear the Healer. I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the audience, let them know who you are and what you're doing here on the planet. Yeah, what's going on, you guys? My name is Gentle Bear the Healer, and I am a professional medium and an ancestral healer. Um, what I do here, I'm just uh, I'm the middle person between creator and the living. And I'm here to help people heal, raise vibration. Um, in a roundabout way, I'm here to show people how to face fear, um, but also connect with their past loved ones and um, get them to the next level. Incredible. So I'd love for us to just jump right into the juicy details. How did you get to here? Where did your awakening process, you know, how was that journey? How is that journey? Kind of just so listeners get to know you a little deeper. Ooh, it's a party. Um, love parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I could say it was the most amazing experience of my life, but uh, which I know you can understand this. It, let's be real about it. The awakening yeah. process is very far from enjoyable. Um, I've had to go through a series of events over the past 20 years, I'd say, um, and a lot of life lessons, um, taking it back to kind of the beginning. I always knew I was a medium. Well, I didn't know I was a medium. The term, I, I had the mediumship ability my whole life as a kid. I just didn't know that I was a medium until later in life. I thought that I just was a kid that had some things going on with them and um, I knew I was special. I just didn't know how special I was. Um, yeah, so I, I do have Native American background. Um, I'm Anishinaabe, um, registered Native American here to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Um, so the spiritual aspect of things is, you know, runs through my blood. Uh, Medicine man uh, falls in my generation. So I'm very excited about that. Um, as for the actual journey, I was 19 April 1st, 2005, the day my sister passed away. Um, that was kind of the the beginning of, um, you know, the, the life change, I, I guess you can say. Um, I fought it just like most people do. Um, <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going to do things my way. But uh, Creator um, had other plans for me. Um, and it was just, it was been wild. I mean, at one point I was 435 pounds, um, diabetic, uh, high blood pressure in my lungs. I was on uh, oxygen. Um, I was just at that point where I had to choose life or choose death. And because mm -hmm. I had a baby, I had a family at the time. It was a no-brainer. I had to choose life. So I started, you know, walking back through the hell that I had put myself into. And then on the journey, you know, it, it just just like an onion. I started to lose all this weight, peel back. And then you have to go through all the emotions that you, you know, bury deep, you know, this lifetime, but also other lifetimes. Um, and it was just a continuous, you know, one day every day is a new journey and peeling back those layers and discovering who I was. And it started for me with um, the biggest um, focal point for me was energy healing, because I was always trying to find a way to heal. So I started, uh, you know, become a Reiki master. And I got into the tarot cards as a way to try to connect. And I had gotten so far away from the mediumship part of it, um, 
that I opened up a whole can of worms of spirituality just going, you know, here I am uh, over 10 years later, I'm back to the medium, back to the healer, back to the music, um, you know, also very pro health because uh, I was, I've lost over 200 pounds. So I'm very pro take care of your body in all, all aspects. It's been a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing so vulnerably. You know, it it's, I don't know where the storyline got twisted or distorted that the awakening process was going to be this like magical thing. Right. It's super magical. I'm like, oh, we have to learn surrender. Our egos have to die. We have to peel all of our stuff back and look at all of our inner parts. Like none of this is glamorous. Um, You know, it's, it's all such a deep process. Yeah. The magical part of it is when... I do a session or a reading for somebody and they leave it with, you know, so much gratitude or healing or, you know, a lot of times I'll say eight out of 10 sessions that I do, there's tears. Mm. Um, to me, that's that, you know, that's that feeling like, look, man, you know, I was able to be that middle person for this and, you know, relay the messages and it could be something so simple, like, you know, like, hey, what about this yo-yo you had when you were a kid? You know, like just something so small to us. But to them, that was everything because that was something that was between them and that person, that loved one. So um, that's the that's the sunshine for me. And yes. that. I love that. So how are you connecting and working with people mainly now? Is it one to one sessions? Are you doing in person events? Tell us a little bit more for the audience to know, you know, how they reach you, how they connect with you. Yeah, um, TikTok has been uh, my go-to as far as connecting globally. It's been very beneficial. Um, I'm kind of working on other social medias, but I do have a website, uh, bearthehealer.com, and all private sessions can be booked through there. Um, so TikTok, I do a lot of lives. Um, I really enjoy connecting with people on the lives because it's you know it's it, it's personal, you know, and yeah. You, and the reach is crazy. I mean, sometimes you got people from the UK or Switzerland, Ireland, Michigan, California, like all over the globe, all in one spot. So I think it's super awesome. Um, but yeah, so on the website, bearthehealer.com or on my uh, TikTok, Gentle Bear the Healer. I love that. So where did the name come from? Uh, Gentle Bear is actually my Native American name. I love that. You know, yep. And then the healer part, I woke up from a dream and uh, my ancestor bears had dubbed me uh, Gentle Bear the Healer. And I was like, oh, there was that's a whole nother story there. Um, it was over, almost overwhelming um, to be given that much. I wouldn't even say, I don't want to say power because it's not me. I'm just a middle person, but that much responsibility to be, you know, that. Um, but then I, I've been humbly reminded of all the things that I went through as a human here. And I've made it back through some things that people don't make it back from time and time again. So um, I, I, I do my best every day to, you know, to meet their guidelines and just be that. I love that. Well, I'm Native American, too. I think we kind of talked about this when we were first connecting to bring you on. And mm-hmm. I'm a Cinnaboyne. So we're in Montana. Nice. And my Indian name is Wildflower. Nice. <laughs> I remember thinking like, 
why wildflower, right? And as I've come into my awakening and really honing in on my gifts and my healing and shamanic side, it makes so much sense. I'm like, I am the wildflower for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. It's, it's so funny too, because uh, when the name gentle bear makes me laugh, because when you think of a bear, you don't think of being gentle. Um, and I'm monstrous. I'm six foot five. You know, I'm a big guy. So when they see me and then I tell them, hey, I'm gentle bear, they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. You're here to break the matrix. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of in a roundabout way in the uh I would say spiritual community. I I'm not the norm. I don't fit the mold for what you would think a man would be. Um, and I love that because I want other masculine men, people that don't come from a traditional spiritual background to see like, you know, Hey, it, it's not, it has nothing to do with an image. This is, this is a way of choosing to live to, you know, just like somebody decides to go to church every Sunday or, or do sweat lodge every cycle. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just a choice in, in being a masculine male. I want other masculine males to, you know, not be afraid to show who they are. Yeah. So I'd love to hear what is your definition of masculinity? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, there's different there's different avenues that you can take with that. Um, the traditional masculine would be the family, the provider, um, you know, but then there's, uh, you know, somebody who could be more dominant, um, who carries a certain energy. Um, it, you know, I mean, it goes all across the board. I like to think that I'm a perfect balance of of both. Um, I try to be anyway. I mean, there's there's that gentle, and then there's the bear. So I'm I'm reminded every day to try to be balanced. So um, my definition of masculine would definitely be, you know, you know, Papa Bear, Daddy Bear, um, and that's what my focus is. I never want to um, make anybody feel less than either when it comes to the masculine side because i know some people um get into that like oh i'm the masculine this this and that it's just a term it's how you carry the energy exactly i love that and i'm guessing you're you're speaking to being balanced with feminine and masculine or you're just saying masculine and the different both no no both both yeah feminine energy is very uh, very very important um as a man myself most men would look at feminine energy as like, oh, you're weak. Oh, you're this, oh, you're that. But, but listen, the strongest people on this planet are women. And I'm man enough to to acknowledge that. And it's you you bring life. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like you you guys bring life. <laughs> I I I accept and it, it just is what it is. And it's it's a beautiful thing though, that feminine energy, because don't get me wrong. Just because you're feminine don't mean that you're not a force to be reckoned with. You get what I'm saying? And I think uh, more men, even some women need to, um, you know, really hone in on that and pay attention. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> I tell the women that are in my groups all the time, I'm like, please don't forget that we are the ones who have portals between our legs from other realms. <laughs> this one. So Absolutely. Talk, right. I'm like, we talk about power. I'm like, we are literal portal ways as humans for souls to enter this planet. And that in itself is a powerhouse. So when moms come to me and they're like, well, I'm just a mom. I'm like, I don't ever want to hear that again, because being a mother 
is such a huge initiation. It's an awakening point in itself. It is a job purely by itself. And you are given responsibility to raise, you know, I have two little boys and I'm like, I know that I contracted with them to raise this new masculine for the planet. You know, the, and you're welcome to share and talk on any of your experiences, you know, as inner child you, but our childhood has so much effect on us as we know now. And, you know, we're, I would say our generation is really honing in on that now. So it's like, as a parent now being conscious and awake, I am constantly thinking like, is this inducing trauma? Is this going to be a core memory? You know, do I need, it's just this constant thing. So I'm like, being a mother is so powerful, is so much responsibility and also is one of the greatest gifts that you can have. And it is for some reason, like distorted, like, oh, they're just a mom or just a stay at home mom. I'm like, that in itself is monumental. And if then you're going to build a business and do anything on top of that, you're literally a superhero. So like, I'm constantly preaching and breathing life into the women that I work with about really grounding into the power of the feminine. And even the men that I work with, I'm like, if you aren't in tune with your feminine and that intuitive nature, you're missing a huge link within you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you said you're, you're a dad, right? I am. Yep. I got, I got two kids, uh, 10 and seven boy and a girl. It's uh, being a parent. It's been my greatest journey and very humbling. Um, Just like you said, I'm constantly like, Oh man, am I doing, am I repeating (laughs) something or this? Uh, But I, I'm learning to kind of, relax a little bit, just be more observant and see who they are individually and and kind of, uh, you know, navigate that way. And it's, there are moments where like even right now I'm speaking about it, my body just fills with that vibration, you know, that love, like I see them and how different they are and how special they are and they don't even realize it. Mm. Um, And it's, and it's amazing to me to see parts of me and the mother in them, you know, and it's just such a gift and knowing that see my son he's going he's going to have the the medicine man i can already can already see it my my daughter's very intuitive intuitive but she's an artist um it, it's amazing actually um she's a little leo um yeah so she anything it's like she picks something up and just knows how to do it and then i i'll sit back like dang I wish I could do that. You know, like I don't, ha- I don't have that. Um, then my son, he's very observant. Um, but you could tell that he's being, you know, he's connected, super, super connected. So I, um, I teach them, I pray with them every day. That's, that's the one thing that um, I always want to make sure that's known with what I do, that creator is always number one to me. And I, and I, you know, and then when, as you get older, whatever direction you decide you want to take it, that's up to you. Cause we can all coexist in the same life with different beliefs. I mean, it's who am I to make you feel like you can't believe a certain thing. Um, so I, you know, I give my kids the basics, you know, pray to creator, you know, protection, ground yourself and just overall be the best kids you can be, you know, every day. And, um, so far so good i mean my kids are very sweet at home you know they're they're a wreck sometimes like man how come how come you're not good for me like you are for everybody else you know um but when somebody tells me that my kids are 
you know, amazing. I'm just like, you know, thank God, you know, that, that makes me happy. I'm doing something right, even though they're not always good at home. <laughs> well, at home is, you know, I, so I have two boys and it's like, there are moments when I swap with the dads that it's total meltdown, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, everything was great. And it's just a total meltdown. And I'm like, what is happening? And, you know, I thought I was doing something wrong. And so I started talking to a co-parent type of therapist. My oldest son started going to play therapy and she was talking to me a little bit about just co-parenting dynamics and kind of talking more from that therapy side. And I was explaining to her how, when I talked to the dads, how we're having totally different experiences, right? Like I don't experience these big emotions at my house. I don't experience the breaking down and crying at my house. And so I'm sharing all of this. And the therapist was like, well, you are the safe space for them. And yeah, they know yeah. that they can have big emotions and there's no reprimanding that they'll be held. They know they're going to be loved. So you created a container where they feel safe to fully express. So yeah. your house is going to not only get the expression during your time, but anything that had to be covered, pushed down, or was shamed in the other house is also going to be released at your house. So you're kind of double time being a transmuter. Yeah. And that one brought like, oh, okay, I'm glad I'm I'm that space. But also in the same hand, it brought this relief that like, it's actually the opposite. Like I'm not messing up. I've actually created such a safe space that these boys know that they can come and they can just be however they are. And that I'm going to be able to hold and work through that with them in a way that maybe they don't get at their father's house, which is why we contracted to have these kids together, right? They get something from dad, they get something from mom, but you know, even the basics you were just talking about, like prayer, creator, grounding, right? Like being responsible for our energy. Can you imagine what life would have been like if we would have had that? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> like how differently friendships, relationships, like just life for them. That's what gets me excited, even on the hardest days, is I'm like, wow, even the tools just of like, you know, we've got tuning forks and sound bowls and we like do little drop in meditations here and we go outside and hit the earth and, you know, are constantly grounding and barefoot. I'm like, what a world this is going to be in 10, 15 years from now when like our children are interacting and they're like, wow, that's a lot of energy. Maybe you should go outside and ground or, you know, maybe you yeah. should do this. Like, it's just, it makes my heart just so full because I'm like, this is going to be such a beautiful difference that these kids are going to just innately know because this is how we're raising them. So right. thank you for being another parent who's doing this because these are going to be new earth leaders. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do my best. You know, there are days where I'm like, man, this is, this is tough, you know, because I am that um, both my kids gets, you know, give me all the emotion. Um, and sometimes it, it does get a little overwhelming and then you kind of second guess as a parent, like, dang, you know, how come they're acting a certain way with me? And then you saying it to me, I'm just like, you know, I need, I need to hear that sometimes just like, you know, every other parent does. So. Yeah. And you know, it's what I've also learned, even in like, I tell my kids, like the word <laughs> I use is overcapacity, right? Mommy is overcapacity right now. <laughs> and 
we know that word in this house because I'm a single mom. You know, I've got the boys. I run my own business. I've got the podcast, like all these different things I'm holding, all of which are very, you know, soul and spirit driven. And I love, and I'm so grateful that I'm in this space and I'm human, you know, and it's like, there are just moments that I am like at my brim and they now know because I'm not one to really explode or anything like that. I more just get really quiet and I'd start doing breathing and the boys are like, mom, are you over capacity? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, and they get to witness though, how I move through that. And so when they then hit these edges where they're, they are over capacity, I'll look at them. I'm like, okay, what do we do when we're, you know, when we're at capacity, what do you do? What works for you? And so, you know, my littlest really likes breath or he'll get up and start doing yoga, which is hilarious because he's five, you know, and my oldest now it's just like, he needs his own space. He's like, I just need alone time. I just need to retreat. I'm like, great, go do your thing, you know? And sometimes it's like, we just need to yell. We need to scream. I need to go outside. I'm like, you have to tune into your body. And even that, you know, tuning in and allowing the kids to see what does dad do when he's, you know, at his capacity? Like, how does he handle that? Because as much as we want to like speak into the kids, we know they're watching us, right? Like they're sponging everything that we're doing. So I'm like, even if I'm not talking you through my process, you're going to see my process and you're going to know like, oh, this is what mom does when she's at capacity. And it's okay. And it's safe to be overwhelmed. Like this human experience is rough. Yeah, for real. Really rough. Um, you know, I'd love to know too, what are you like, what is really lighting you up right now? And we can, we can shift from parenting or we can talk still on this with parenting, but like we are coming into 2024. It is the energies have been wild. I'd love to know kind of like what's going on in your scope of consciousness or healing or with clients or what you're kind of gearing up in 24. Super excited about. Yeah. Well, one of the things that's really lighting I, I would say is I'm finally starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel um oh, yes. I've gone through so many traumatic events in my life uh, and a lot of life experiences that I really didn't think I signed up for <laughs> but but we did it you know we're here and um and I'm I'm having joy starting to come into my life again um happiness just and then being able to be in a position to where um I'm growing and reaching globally and, you know, not only, you know, being a medium and a healer, but my music and, or just being out in, in public and um, being comfortable with being who I am as a person. Um, Cause I stick out like a, you know, sore thumb. I'm super tall. I got a lot of tattoos, my beard, and we're a big crystal chain. And so, I mean, I just I stick out. So it, I feel comfortable now when I go places and, and, and radiate my light because I know that the people that are paying attention now, they're like, okay, right. So I'm activating people. And I'm a, I, I really mean this when I say this, I'm a living walking prayer all the time. Um, I do it for myself because my protection and, and personal reasons, but I'm also because you don't know what people are really going through behind closed doors because they're taught to not speak on it, mm-hmm. taught to hide it. They're taught that it's not okay to process emotions, especially men. Um, you know, so like whenever I see a man, I can, they try to hide it, but I can read them like a book. You know what I mean? The eyes tell everything. So I'm always, especially, you know, sending some love towards these men out here and hoping that um, 
that whatever trips them up isn't catastrophic. You know, let's let's open your eyes before you fall. Yeah, I and I'm so grateful that you're you are doing this work. And I love that a living walking prayer. You know, I think that it's become more apparent collectively since 2020. I think everyone is just, you know, a few questions away from tears, right? And it doesn't matter, like, what topic it is, you know, and it's also, I think, good in a way that, you know, 2020 did open a lot of eyes, right, to just mental health and where people really are, because we had to sit with ourselves more than usual. Um, and, you know, the masculine, I have, I have so much compassion for the masculine, because I know that the feminine has started really rising into the power, you know, of all of the things, right, the intuitive side, the businesses, and I know that the masculine is also really rising into that space, but y'all are coming up against a lot more programming than I think the feminine might. And I think that the belief systems that are attached into the masculine are so dense, right? Like just the patriarchy in general. It's like, yeah, you're feminine, you're weak. We don't cry. We don't talk about emotions. And I'm like, and this is why we have so many unavailable men who cannot, you know, have depth in relationships or they don't even know who they are or they're completely unhappy living on autopilot because mm -hmm. this is just what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, they're, ro they're robots, you know, and how, how do you like, what would you speak to masculines that are, you know, watching or listening to the podcast? Like, what is the journey? How can they start if they're like, yeah, that's kind of me. I kind of feel like I'm just going through the motions. Like, how would you guide them to connect more into their truth and their authenticity and like their gifts and why they're here? It really comes down to what makes you happy and stop putting everybody else around you first. Mm -hmm. um, I, I understand as a parent, sometimes we put our kids First, I mean, that's just as a parent, but I see some men out there that don't have kids that put whatever women that they're with first or their parents first, and they go down a path that wasn't meant for them. It, that's what they wanted. So to the masculine male watching this, you know, find out what makes you happy. You know what it is. You just don't speak on it and go mm -hmm. for that. And and it's, it's always a journey because uh, even in, in my family, my, my father taught me to um, you know, you got to grind hard. You got to work a shop job. You got to do this. You got to do that. Um, well, my whole life, I've not been happy until I took the leap of faith and, you know, run my business. I, I work on my own terms. Um, I'm there for my kids. If I need them, I don't have to be stuck at a, at a job. Like, Oh, when they call me, Oh, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't, you know, I got this like, no, um, and then even hearing my dad say to me, actually like two weeks ago, he goes, I never would have thought that you would be where you are now. He goes, but I'm happy because I see that you're happy. And I was just like, that was probably the closest that I'll ever get to him mm -hmm. saying I'm proud of you. you know what I'm so <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, look at you, bro. Wow. Um, so definitely do what makes you happy unapologetically. And I do understand there are times where you know, a situation or a person might have to come in front of you if it's a child. But, you know, if you're not happy, how can you expect everybody else around you that, you know, because you're a you're a mirror of that.
You know, and I think with the piece with the children too, it's, I really had to unwind a lot of programming around how to be a quote, good mom, you know, like how good moms show up. And I have, I love my family so deeply and I have had to unwind a lot of energy that is not my truth around motherhood. And, you know, there were a lot of moments for me that in the beginning of motherhood, I was like, well, I have to like stop everything I want to do, right? I have to put the kids first. Everything has to be about the kids. And, you know, obviously when they're like newborns and babies and you're like tending to these tiny little souls, that's obviously true, right? But when they get to certain ages, you know, there are definitely opportunities for everybody to find Mm -hmm. that village, you know, like, you know, this, you're Native American, we're not supposed to raise families by ourselves as single parents, like this is foreign, it's not for the best for anyone in the household. And being able to, you know, figure out what does make you happy, because I know I've had people come into my realm, and they're like, I don't even know what makes me happy. Because they're 40, 50 years old, they've been fully focused on their kids, their partner and their job. And they don't even know who they are yet. They're like, I don't even know what I would do, you know? And so even if you have kids and you're listening to this, like find people, find the tribe. If you don't have them, call them in, pray for them and allow yourself to let the kids have experiences with other beings that you trust. And you go take like a weekend for yourself of self-care or go camp in the woods, you know, whatever you need to do to connect And really figure out, like, what am I here for? Who am I? Like, what makes me light up and spark? Because if we don't have that purpose, I think we just die from the inside out. And it just, that energy oozes from us, you know? And you can feel it. You can feel when people are really in alignment and when they're really struggling. And I think part of, I'm going to probably speak for both of us, our missions here is to help people remember that we're all here for a purpose and all of our purposes are unique and different. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the one thing with my kids too, um, I want them to be individual. I want them to take the path that they, that they choose, not influenced by me, but while they're young, I'm very pro let's make some things happen. They see me make moves. They see me, um, achieving my dreams, going after things. And, um, and doing it my way or, or, you know, against the grain, because it's always like, oh, it's got to be this way. No, it don't. I've had more success doing it, not your way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes that's hard. That's hard for the our parents and grandparents to hear, you know, because they and then I think there's sometimes a little bit of a I wouldn't want to say jealousy. I would say envy, envy towards some relationships where they see you breaking the mold and taking a new direction and going against the grain because they didn't have the courage to, yeah. to do that. Um, and I've, I've had it in my life where it's come up a few times and, you know, I just let them know and be like, look, I was like, it is what it is, you know? I mean, I'm not going to dumb it down and and not shine my light and do what I want to do to be happy because that's not what you weren't, you know, you weren't able to do that. That ain't me, you know, and I want my kids to know they don't have to do it the same way as me either. Um, I'm just showing them that it is, it is possible to achieve the impossible as, as, as they say. So. Preach. I love that. I'm, I'm the same way. And, you know, I, one of the pieces for me that was something I really walked through was 
the belief around being like a failure of a parent for not staying with my kid's dad. And it was like, oh, I've broken the family, right? I've done something wrong. And on top of that, then I actually have two dads, like both of my boys are from separate relationships. And Mm -hmm. then there's the stigma around like, oh, multiple, you know, dads. And so I really had to like walk through that personally. And I know for me, it's now abundantly clear that the contracts that my boys have with me as mom and with each of their chosen fathers is so clear to me, you know, and I know there will be more clarity as they get older, but the dynamics, the households, uh, the belief systems that they're getting to witness, the lifestyles that they're getting to witness. I'm like, these boys came to witness a variety of things And they have me on one end, at least saying, you know, what do you think? Like, what do you want to do? And they see me doing the same thing. You know, I've at this point, they're both in school this year, which was a total weird thing for me because I am used to having like at least one of the kids at home. And I'm like, I have so much freedom in the sense of my days when they're at school, I can actually really dedicate into work fully, uh, you know, in there. And I have a week on and a week off. And in one hand, that was such an adjustment because I'm like, oh, like, what am I going to do for an entire week without my kids to now it's actually so divinely set up like this because I could not push my mission and my message and reach and do the things that I want to do to help the collective if I didn't have these pockets of time where I know my kids are safe and taken care of. And it's just like the schedule that's here and orchestrated it's like, now I look at it and I'm like, I get it. Hindsight 20. I totally understand why this is the way it is. And I wouldn't change anything because the kids seeing us break the mold and they see us going after dreams that like are really only in movies for most people. Right. That's a gift for them. Like they chose us to be these leaders, to lead the path where maybe they do want a nine to five type of job or, maybe they're just going to be the entrepreneur that creates the life that they desire. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going through that now. Um, I've been single about five months now. Um, so I'm still kind of going through the separation on all the thing that comes, comes with it. Um, same mother, two kids. It's been interesting um, to say the least, because she has, she comes from a Catholic family, traditional Catholic family, Mexican woman. Um, so there's a little bit of a barrier there when it comes to what I do and who I am. Um, I don't force things. I'm just like, we can all coexist. You know, I don't, um, it's very important that nothing be forced uh, to me anyways. Um, so I'm still, I'm kind of trying to learn balance with that, um, going back and forth and, the whole custody thing. So it's, it's been quite the journey. <laughs> it It is a journey. And you know, it's interesting too, because one of the, I think the big surrender points that I had to come into was I am very natural. I'm very holistic. Like this roots down to like my native American roots, right? It's like yeah. there's an herb or a plant or something food wise that can help you, you know, or frequency or some sort of shamanic healing that I believe like Gaia is always supplying for us. Right. Absolutely. And one of my kids' dads is very similar, which I'm very grateful that we actually align a lot on the energetics of things. However, my oldest son's dad and I are very different. 
And when we were together, there was more of kind of this like, well, that's just who you are and what you do. But as soon as we came into co-parent space, it was just like little by little, it was like, well, I don't really align with this or I don't really align with that. And I wanted to like control, right? It's like, I want to control how we raise our son. I want to control that he gets to have all the free will and freedom that he needs and that his body isn't, you know, injected with certain things because I really am serious about his health and dad is on the opposite spectrum. And in the current, you know, system that we live in, People like us are looked at still as the black sheep, right? Like the court system looks at me still like I'm a witch in a lot of ways, probably. And, you know, luckily we're not burned at the stake anymore, right? (laughs) However, you know, a lot of patriarchal roots run these systems still. And so we get into the space of I literally had to completely surrender that my envisioning of how my son was going to be raised and especially pertaining to medical things, it got completely taken out of my hands. And it was like the biggest, like just felt like my heart was ripped out from me. I was literally (laughs) on the floor just sobbing. And I really had to come into the remembrance that my son's soul chose this. And yeah, those these experiences. And even though I look at him at the time as my like five-year-old little baby, I'm like, he is a big soul and he has his own contracts and he has his own path and he has all of this that he signed up for. And that is hard, you know? And I yeah. think on one hand, I'm grateful because I have the ability to look at it and know like that is a truth that I believe, but I'm still in my human experience and I'm like, this really sucks. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. How dare us? We want to use the earth to heal. <laughs> How dare we? How go dare we? Yeah, like, roots. yeah, and it's. It, I I deal with this all the time. Um, it makes me laugh because I I'm very I'm just like you. I don't even I don't take Tylenol unless I absolutely have to. I don't take shit. I don't nothing. I'm very holistic. Um, it's just how I choose to be. I run on all cylinders like that. And me and the mother, we have very different views. Um, so there is a barrier. So I'm kind of like you. I'm like, man, I want to control this because I don't want them to have these chemicals. And um, But just like you said, they have their own contracts, their own journey. And, you know, I think I'm at that point where I'm just trying to find a way to, to get along with her again. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, you know, I... I've had waves with co-parenting and, you know, and in some waves we're really great and we're friends and we're, you know, doing Mm -hmm. things together. And in other waves (laughs) we're civil and, you know, not really speaking, but we show up. And for me, what has at least worked in my realm is just being who I am and super authentic and moving in the ways that, you know, I feel called by spirit to move and kind of just almost leaning into the co-parenting like a business and I yeah. think it like that but it's actually the energetic that works best for all yeah. of us is just like I'm going to respect the business I'm going to put in my part of the business I'm going to show up the best that I can and like you're the other partner of the business and this is what it is you know and Also just keeping coming back into like the kids, right? Like they obviously chose this. So I'm just going to show up to the kindest and best, most authentic that I can. And, you know, eventually it's, it's going to smooth itself out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. 
Yeah. The business. <laughs> the business. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. it's the That's best thing put, that, I could, that I could think of. So kind of coming off of parenting, co-parenting and more coming into, you know, consciousness and the planet and the earth at this time. Tell me, tell me what's going on in your sphere. Like, what have you been noticing? Um, do you, do you like connect into collective very often? Like what, what kind of comes up for you around that? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing I'm noticing around me now, I don't know, it's just because I, I did one of those timeline jumps and, and, or maybe I'm just more aware to it now, but, um, I see like-minded people. Like I, I, I'm watching people starting to take that transformation journey and it's like, wow, that's crazy. You know, and it's, and it's people that you wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't have been accepted of that type of journey, you know? So, and there's so many around me because in this area, I don't know about you, but um, being who we are, there's not a lot of us in, in the same spot. We're, we're like strategically placed. So in my, where I'm at, there's nobody like me. And to watch people around you, it's kind of like dominoes, um, start to take a new journey of healing, or as they say, to wake up, um, that's pretty incredible. Now, consciousness-wise, every day is a fucking journey for me. Um, it's a gift. And sometimes I'm like, Sky Daddy, why? I love that. I say sky daddy too. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like what the fuck is going on, man? Um, I'm, uh, there are times where I just feel like I'm, I'm insane because I'm, I'm so connected to, you know, these energies and it's, you know, when people ask me, what do you mean by the energy? I, I was like, you felt anxiety before? It's like, yeah. I was like, imagine that times a billion. Um, I'm tweaked out a lot. Um, just, sometimes trying to find ways to to make it through just just like another you know any other person um they're like well you make it look easy and i was like that's just trust me what we what we do is not easy there's a lot of responsibility here um so consciousness wise i'm i'm excited to where wherever creator wants me to go to reach new heights um the human part of me is like fuck this um but on the other side of things the people that I'm seeing start to change their life and my kids and, you know, and just as a whole, and it, I'm so thankful and so grateful that I'm who I am at this moment. And I'm very pro. I miss the simple times, you know, no cell phones, no social media, um, get back into, you know, into the woods, but I'm very grateful that social media has allowed me to reach globally and connect with like-minded people and, and build relationships and, you know, just help, help do our part. Um, so finding that, I remember you said, you know, do whatever you got to do with that, you know, go to the woods, take some time to yourself. That's me. Um, I got to do stuff like that. Otherwise I'm no good to anybody around me. Mm. Um, so, you know, health is wealth to me, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, all the Ali's take, make sure they're on, you know, 100 filled up. Um, it's very important. So in the grand scheme of things, I'm excited. I And I want to say this with respect to creator. I'm not really looking forward to the, the some of the lessons that I still have to continue to go through. But, you know, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great answer. Yeah, yeah. You know, I. I literally last night had a conversation with one of my best friends and I. 
I said, um, you know, this energy coming out of 2023 has just straight up been like getting laid out in so many spaces. And I feel like we're finally at the breathing, like reprieve point where it's like, okay, we're like in a little bit of a break and we have mercury in retrograde right now. So like things are kind of slowed down a little bit, but I was laughing. Cause I'm like, I love that we didn't sign up for like the little lessons, you know, it's not yeah. like the, like little mini breakdowns. And she was like, Oh no, we don't do many. And I'm like, I'm like sky daddy. Like, why can't I just get a spanking? And he's like, yeah. like it. So you have to get laid out. And I was like, fine. Five, yeah, okay, I, you know? I, I, <laughs> I'm just like, and we were like, she's like crying emojis, like sending to me. I'm like, but for real, like, you know, people, I, I got my first, so I do TikTok as well. Right. We've connected on there. I got my very first hate stitch. I've been on TikTok since like 2019, I think. And I've like somehow knock on wood, like not had anyone stitch me and like come at me in any weird way, but I have really up leveled a lot of inner work and frequency this year. And last night I'm going through my notifications and I was like, Oh, like looking at the stitches and someone stitched me and was coming at me. They were like, Oh, "Oh, who is this spirit you're talking about? And like, kind of like ended their stitch with this like almighty psychic, like throw throwing at me. And I was just like, wow. One, one, this is showing me that I have definitely like turned up the frequency because I am triggering some people very deeply. Two, thank you for showing me that I am illuminating even brighter because that's very apparent. And there was like the part of me that wanted to like respond like in a comment of just like, I love you. Like I see you. I see the like trigger, you know, that's happening. And the other parts like don't feed the energy. Right. But I'm like, People, I think, look at the process of spiritual awakening and like the lives that we live in these journeys and it looks easy or it looks like, oh, I would want that. And I'm like, you don't always see what's happening behind closed doors on the daily. And I be careful what you ask for. That's what I always say. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I am so grateful, too. I would never step out of where I'm at or what, you know, spirit brings me through and like. I have a lot of days too that I'm like, wow, today was a battle. I did not know we were going on. <laughs> yeah. Right? Was happening. That's so I get funny. it. It's the story of my life. Um, it's, you know, man, it's just <laughs> a lot of like big things in my life that it gets me like going into the new year. I'm really praying like, can we just get 365 days of, hey, sunshine, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, please. <laughs> That's yeah, all I can sure. do this nicely, right? Yeah. And you know what, though? I do feel, I do feel like this year feels <laughs> softer. Like yeah. the last two years have felt really rough. <laughs> and I do think this year is softer. Like, you know, energetically speaking and numerology speaking, this is a year of karma, which some people are like, I don't really know that I like that. I'm like, I love karma. Like I am so at this point in who I am authentically and constantly showing up with so much heart that I'm like, my karma is going to be great. I'm really excited. Karma is a bad bitch. You just got to choose what side of her you're on, you know? Exactly. And so, you know, I'm like, I think for 
the conscious community, I do think this is going to be a year that yes, we're still going to go through our growth, sure. but I feel like we're going to see a lot of the seeds we've been planting really like blossoming. And so I'm just leaning into that as much as I can. And I'm like, constantly in my, you know, prayers, I'm like, thank you for showing me how incredible this year is going to be, you know, just That's, how soft mm-hmm. this year is going to be. And mm-hmm not being the gauntlet that the last two years have felt like. Right. I feel you. You know, every student becomes a teacher at some point, but every great teacher was once a great student. So, I mean, it's like, I think we're coming into a year for a lot of us to become that teacher now. Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah. So what are you, what, what does gentle the bear, you know, gentle bear, the healer, what is that as a business this year? Like, how are people going to be able to connect with you? Are you going to be doing anything in person? Share more about kind of what this year is going to have for you. Um, Growth. I mean, I'm, I took the step and it happened quick. I I remember the day it was July 7th of this year. Um, I was outside talking to Sky Daddy <laughs> and I I literally I asked like is this really what you want me to do and I seen a shooting star it was like one of these cliche stories and but it actually mm-hmm. happened I was like and I laughed to myself I was like there's no fucking way that this just happened so I was like all right fine so I went and I made my first video I woke up and it went viral so it was like there's there's the uh there's the first thing so which led me up to here um being in person absolutely I'm I'm I already go to Chicago to a place called the Conscious Chrysalis in Schaumburg, Illinois. Um, they're awesome there. Um, so to do healing sessions. And so I'm very looking forward to branching out to travel wherever creator wants me to go. Um, I love doing in-person things. It's awesome to be able to connect that way. Um, so really, it's just making myself more available. I'm always constantly stepping out of my comfort zone. Um and being a medium, it can be so fulfilling. Um, and I'm always constantly learning too. Like when I when I first started to hone in on those gifts, um, you know who Teresa Caputo is? Mm-hmm. All right, so the same woman, that's the same healer that she went to, Pat Longo, um, who helped her become who she is today in the beginning, I went to the same person and she was so life-changing for me and gave me the tools that I needed to move forward. And, you know, I've kind of made it my own now and reached to a point where I'm able to grow to, you know, I don't know how far I'll grow, how crazy it'll get, but I have enough knowledge now to where I can assist another person, you know, teach them. So going into the new year, I want to be accessible to be able to mentor people um show them how you know how show them how to use their gift um and if i don't if i can't help you i know somebody who who can you get what i'm saying so i i want to be that that beacon uh point you in the right direction or whatever it is you can do or need um but also just be happy i want to just genuine happiness i spent 39 years of my life going through some shit i didn't you know well, I guess I signed up for it, but for the <laughs> next the, the next 39 years of my life, I want it to be the best. Um, I, I've got, I have the tools now and really it just comes down to treat your body like a vessel, you know, like temple, mm-hmm. you know, every, it goes beyond what you put into it, what you watch, what you speak, what you listen to, all of it. It's just 
I mean, we're human. We're going to slip up and make mistakes, but you know, you still have second by second to, if you make a bad decision, you know, apologize. Oh, okay. I made a mistake. Cancel, cancel. We don't want that. Let's redirect. So, I mean, on top of personal growth, but being able to be accessible to other people and then also travel. I want to, you know, my, my eyes are very visual. Um, I get so inspired by things that I see. Um, I think that's the creative in me, but also when you go somewhere that has sacred energy, you know, I'm very history buff, uh, especially native American history, just cause it's in my blood. Um, but even, you know, to go to Virginia into the woods, you know, from the Hatfields and McCoys, you know, just to be in that, yes, in that setting, like the history there, I, th it does something to me inside. So I want, definitely want to visit places too that have significant history was. I love all of that. You're speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, just let's live, you know, and take trips. You know, my, I want my kids to know that we can take some trips. Let's go, the, let's go see the world, you know, and even if I, I don't want to live in Michigan anymore, you know, I, I, I want to go back to California and my family's like, no, you got to live here. Like, no, I don't, you know, but I want my kids, I, I want my kids to know um, that they can choose wherever they want to go. You know, mm. I would love for you to stay next to me, but shoot, I love going places. I'll come visit you or I'll go with you. Shit. If you want me to. <laughs> Right. I mean, I literally since even before last, well, okay, let me think. Since October of last year, I have been traveling every other week, except for two weeks out of the last year. That's amazing. And it's been wonderful. And my well, soul. In your suitcase. Yeah. And I literally like, <laughs> I have. My the experiences that I've called in over this last year have been nothing short of manifested. <laughs> totally, you know, so many things poured in. But one of them was so I'm in Indiana and I hit this point probably two years ago that I was just like, this grid here in Indiana, it literally is just not. It's not mine. It's not for me. I don't thrive here. I am the only one here as well, right? Who's any sort of awakened. Um, and really the only reason that I'm here is my kids. And, you know, there's been attempts that I've tried to make moves and like do things. And it's just like, there's no on the co-parent side. There's been so much battle there. And it's reached the point where I've even set with like, can, can I relocate and take the you know, summers and breaks and like coming to see the kids when, when that's a thing. And I know a lot of parents who have, I have good friends who are also, you know, on this journey that have relocated because their soul is just like, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. And I couldn't get there. It was like, no. And it's maybe it's not a no, maybe it's a not yet. You know, it's just like, that's not going to fully be there. So I'm like, well, how do I take this, like, I'm not supposed to be here energy because I thrive in other spaces and still be here. And it's like, I, two years ago was like sitting so deeply with God. I was like, I need the solution because I feel like I'm losing myself here. You know, I'm in this like monotony of just like every day is the same thing. And I'm like, I can't do this. 
And now flash forward to now, you know, it's been a full year of me half time. I'm here and half time. I'm not. And when I am here, I'm just in mom mode and I'm with my kids and it's great. And I've manifested the house that I like have wooded backyard and like everything that I would need here. And I'm like, this is my like resting pad when I'm here in mom mode. But when I'm not like I leave tomorrow for Florida and I don't come back till Christmas Eve. I'm here with the kids on Christmas and I'm leaving the next day. So, you know, it's like anytime I'm not in mom mode, I'm off the grid and this is what's working for me for now. And so the kids even know, and the dads know, you know, to even ask me, are you in town this week? <laughs> you know, where are you going to be? Because they know I'm, I'm traveling and the boys know, you know, my oldest told me, he's like, when I'm old enough, I'm going to take trips with my friends. And I was like, good, you should, yeah. you should travel. You should see all the places you want to be. And you can go alone. You can go with friends, like whatever feels good. Absolutely. I love that. That makes me excited for you. And for myself, because that's how that's what I want to do. I'm like, yes, um, traveling is just something I've always prior to kids. I lived in Puerto Rico, uh, New, yes. New Jersey, California. I've visited all over the United States. And even if it was only for a couple of days, I mean, it was just I just felt like I had to go. And I still feel it. It's still very much a part of me. Um, just now I got two littles that. You know, they want to do it, too. I'm like, all right, you know, I know creator will align me with um, what I need to do to make that thing happen. And I know moving, relocating probably isn't going to happen for me either. But I can get a little five acre property somewhere in a different state that allows me to go there and take them, too. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm just excited. I'm, I'm happy to be alive. I went from, um, you know, every day has been such a holy crap through the awakening to the past couple of years to now I'm finally waking up every day, just so, so happy what's going to come. Mm. You know, um, I did a lot of work to get there and I'm going to continue out, you know, continue to put in that hard work, but also let things be, you know, I think that's one of the lessons that I needed to learn was we don't really control certain things. All we can control is how we react. So my, you know, my new year's resolution would be to um to be better with just letting things be as they may you know mm -hmm. and, and then navigating how i react to it that's a beautiful one i pick words every year because i'm not big on resolutions but words i started doing like four years ago yeah and two years ago i picked the word surrender do not recommend that being your word or resolution <laughs> Until you are ready to really deeply learn that one. Yeah. Uh, this year, I'm like, this year I am choosing soft and abundant. Like yeah, just yeah. abundant and soft and flowy. And, you know, I chose authenticity. I chose surrender. I chose uh, reclamation. <laughs> it's been a gauntlet of a few years. I'm like, we're going to choose a really soft word. Like we're just going to, we're going to get into softness this year more. Um, and you know, I, I love like just making it, making it work and being in the surrender that we know, like sky daddy is going to lead us where we need to be, you know? And it's like every prayer and every word that we speak, we know is not falling upon deaf ears, right? We have yeah. so much energy around us and within us and in front of us that's supporting these desires that we feel so deeply and they're bound to be there in our fabricated reality, we just have to really align with them. So I'm excited Absolutely. for you too. Yeah. I mean, just 
to have a good time. Life is supposed to be lived. I think we spend a lot of time caught up in here, not living, you know, get out of here, live here. And I know for me, I'm stepping into a year where I'm falling back in love with myself, you know, yes. and what I do. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. I'm excited. I love, that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Embodiment of like who we are, you know, and I, I'm constantly telling people too, I'm like, when you are like stuck in the, the race and the loop of your mind, like go get in your body, go dance, yeah. go lay in the grass, go do something to like pull you back into your body because we do not solve anything up here. No, not at all. You know, and I'm so, um, I'm very creative. So being stuck up in here is, it, it just happens as a creative person. Right. Um, so I have to find new ways to, or methods to get out of there and remind myself. And, and I remember, because um, I do make music and I want to, before I had kids, I traveled, I did a lot of tours and did a lot of cool things. But there was this, these two kids that came into my life. One was the first autograph that I ever signed mm. for that. He was five years old. The most pure thing. I, I didn't realize at the time just how impactful it was, but um, it just, I think back to that and I'm reminded like, okay, keep going, keep you know, keep doing this. And then there was this teenager that came up to me, you know, country is shit. And, you know, we come from the middle of nowhere and he got his, his cowboy boots on, you know, fucking mullet with the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, He was, he was country. He grew up on a, a cow farm. And he, I remember he said to me, um, he's like, he goes, you're what gives small town kids like me hope. Oh, I didn't in that moment, I was so ego filled that I didn't realize what he had said to me until years later. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. So those those two situations that happen in my life when it comes to that, it it reminds me to to keep, you know, keep doing what you gotta do, you know, mm -hmm. everything that you went through. It's been crazy. I'm so thankful for that. I actually cried too, thinking about it after the fact. Yeah. Like, I was like, wow. I don't even know where I was going with it, why it came up, but I felt like I need to say it. I love, well, I was going to say, I love that when you were sharing your story, like you didn't share anything about this. And it's funny because when my former partner and I were talking during my rebrand of my business, he was like, you really need to talk more about your past, like where you've been, what you've done. Yeah. And it's, Interesting because when I share my story, a lot of those things don't come up for me either because I'm such a totally different version of myself that I'm like, once I really started awakening, like that's the beginning for me. Like that's where my story kind of starts most of the time, unless we're talking specifically to something else. So I think it's so nice to hear someone else who also has all this other story. And it's like, yeah, really not a part of my quote story. Right. I mean, it yeah. is. But there's a lot, you know what it is too. It's just a part of myself that I let go of. Right. Um, you know, so there's, there's, for me, I feel like, why would I go talk about that shit? But to, a, <laughs> to somebody who comes and meets us, they, that's, that's what they want to hear. They want to hear that. They want to make that personal connection. Like, holy crap, you know? So, I mean, I love, I love to talk about it if it comes up, you know, just because it's, it's something real that happens to me in my life. But um, a lot of the times I'm just very focused on, you know, what's in front of me, you right. know, 
in the moment, you know, because we it's so easy to get caught up on the past or in the future. Then you're not, you know, then you got so much anxiety in your life. You're like, what the fuck? So, but <laughs> yeah. so maybe as a coping mechanism, I just let shit go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. And you know, it's, it is really, I think, beautiful to be able to look back on some of the experiences. You know, I, I grew up doing pageantry and I was Miss Indiana and I was Ms. Indiana and I got to do all these incredible things and travel to these places. And, you know, I had a lot of, I worked with a lot of, um, I would say underprivileged kids a lot. That was just where my heart was always at for volunteering and helping little girls like know that doesn't matter what their past was or what their family's like, like they can also come and wear a crown and banner and like be a beauty queen if they want to. And there were so many moments that I, even as you're telling this story, I was like, I love thinking about these moments that these little girls who are just so pure were like, can I like put your crown on? Like, can I wear that banner? And I was like, yeah, you know, and I'd like let them sit there and hold it. And it's, it's so funny because I was always telling them, you know, it's like, we, we look at, let's say beauty queens, right? Like pageant queens. And they have crowns and banners and it's like this shiny object, right? And one of the things that I was constantly deconstructing even before I was conscious of what I was doing was you see these beauty queens and these pageant girls and you think they have these like kind of perfect lives or their families are wealthy or whatever it might be, right? Like I was on the run with my parents when I was little. My dad was in and out of prison my whole life. My mom was a drug addict like- they are very different people now. However, like my childhood was wild. Yeah. And so I constantly would come into these spaces with, you know, girls who parents, you know, were in prison or had abuse going on. And I'm like, that doesn't have to define you. Like you literally can take whatever you're in right now and you can still come be Miss Indiana if you want to be like, do not ever let anybody tell you any different. So it's like, I think we were always doing the work of healing yeah, yeah. Before we realized it, right? Yeah, you know another thing too is I would always, um, I was always searching, searching for the light, searching for the the crown. When the whole time it was like, you know, we're we're we are that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then it was like that self realization. So, um, to anybody that's on this journey now, definitely, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have that moment where you realize. That it was you the whole time. It's just, you know, finding that little moment to click. So, you know, definitely keep going. I know it can be so lonely, um, a spiritual journey. It's not sunshine and fucking butterflies. <laughs> well, it's it the <laughs> Yeah, it really is. But like some tough people, you know, like you're here for a reason to, you know, creator will never give you more than you can handle. And that's why I always say, be careful what you ask for, because you're capable of way more than what you even realize you are. So, <laughs> Yes, we, we get brought yeah. into the view of that very quickly. You know, it was funny. The Did you see the the newest Frozen movie? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm going to I'm going to give you homework to go watch that uh, because I watched it and I was in tears because the entire movie is about Elsa learning like she is the magic like it's all this like very this internal story where she's searching and searching and searching for this like magical thing and all of a sudden there's this whole scene where she's like surrounded by all of her ancestors and they're talking to her and they're like it's you like you're looking for you 
I got the chills right now. Oh my God. I just like, and I'm watching this with my boys and I am bawling during this song. <laughs> and they're like, mom, what's wrong? And I'm like, <laughs> like, you don't understand what just like this is symbolizing right now. Yeah. And it was one of those moments that I was just like, thank you for someone, you know, giving this message that, you know, little kids are also getting now. It's like, you're looking for all of this outside of you and it's you, like you're the magic. And I think that's like the medicine that's so needed right now on the planet. Like all of us are so magical and it doesn't matter if you're a mother who stays at home or if you're someone who's, you know, trying to be a musician or a healer or whatever it is, like your magic is needed and what your heart is calling you to there is no coincidence to it. There is no, like, I'm not supposed to do this because my whole family hasn't ever done this. Like you are getting called so specifically into what your heart is desiring for such a specific reason. Yeah. Heck yeah. I love that. I'm going to definitely, I'm going to watch that too. I I got the chills as you're telling me. I'm like, ah, I love love movies like that. I love it. The other one that got me was Avatar. The water one. Yeah, that one was Ooh. pretty incredible. It's just if you, it, the whole movie's that way, you know. And I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. I love to see it, though. You know, I'm glad we're coming into a um, a time in life where it's a little bit more acceptable to be spiritual. I guess mm-hmm. if you put a label on it, um, so it's a beautiful thing. I love that. Well, I would love to know, you know, any other thoughts as we're kind of closing out and wrapping out the podcast, you know, any thoughts that you have or messages that you feel really called to share with anyone that's listening or watching? I mean, honestly, I'm just very pro be you, be you, baby. Like, don't, (laughs) I know we want to go search and find and find validations. And like, just like we're talking about you, you are the magic. You've been the magic. It's just now you got to remove the people around you that make you feel like you aren't that magic. And that's the hard part, because um, sometimes it's connections where you just like, how do you let go of that? Could be a parent, could be a brother, could be a significant other. But in the grand scheme of things, you got this lifetime right now and you need to be happy. So remember, you are the magic, you know, fix your crown, king, queen, remove the people that need to be removed and just trust, really trust and have faith because faith is everything. Um, in try new things. You know, you don't know if you don't try you know, I'm not saying go out there and do some wild shit that's going to jeopardize your life. But, um, you know, some people like to be extreme, like, yeah, let's go fucking jump out of a plane today. Like, hey. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you're into, do it. But, um, you know, that's where you definitely need some trust that creator is going to you know, <laughs> get you to the bottom. Um, but even if it's a millimeter forward, it's still forward, you know. So just be you and, and shine as bright as you can. Just remember have the conversation with yourself in the mirror, you know, and I do this myself. Like I will look in the mirror and have a conversation with myself just to switch the energy up. And then by the end of it, I laughed because a, you're talking to yourself in the mirror. <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, but you're just reminding yourself like, yo, uh, our bodies know all the answers. We are the connection between God and, and living. We are that connection. We just got to learn how to listen to it. So when you ask a question and you search for validation outside of you, chances are you might see it or it might come in the way that you don't that you don't realize. Or you could ask yourself and listen to yourself. And literally, if you ask yourself in the mirror a question, you're going to have an answer right away. 
that's your that's your higher self giving you the answer. You just gotta uh, just trust that that's what's happening. So be yeah. be unapologetically you. <laughs> Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I always tell people, I'm like, I want you to be audacious. I want you to be unapologetic. I want you to be authentic. Like yeah. your mess is your message. Yeah. And have fun too. Have fun with life. You know, we, it, life has already got us in circles sometimes. So don't be afraid to put on some music and while you're going through that circle dance. Yes. I love it so much. Well, thank you, Gentle Bear. I am so glad that you are here. For anyone who wants to connect, we're going to put all of the links to connect, the TikTok and all the things so you guys can connect with him further. And I just appreciate you for sharing your magic and being here and just sharing all this fun conversation. This has been great. This is like flowing yeah. hot. I looked at the time. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor. Um, it's been, it's all love. It's all love. So Always. Well, for everybody listening, thank you so much for being here. If you are a new listener or viewer, welcome. And I'd love to have you guys back next week, every Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard, the Brittany Renee Experience. We'll see you next week.